0: has not understood it. This is the word of the Lord. Well, happy Christmas. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Isn't it great to celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Oh, look at you all. Amazing. <coughs> um, today, I wanted to think about light, and I wonder if you can help me. I brought a little prop with me today. Well, it's not that little, is it? Now, um, this is just, um, should I put it? Jesus, can I put this with you? There we are. So we can see it. And I want you to think, maybe someone uh, in the front who's a bit younger can have a think about this. If this was sailing in the sea at night time, um, how would anyone know it was there? If it was. He said it wasn't. That's really good. Um, So uh, Alice said it has uh, white sails which would reflect the light. Let's imagine it's a cloudy night, so there's no moon then, then nothing, there's nothing to reflect. How else might you know it was there? Hey? A flashlight, right, we're on the right track now. So, boats under sail and under motor as well, always, if it's anchored or moored in the sea, it has a light on top on the mast, the top of the mast, so that you cannot, so you know it's there, and you're not going to sort of bang into it. And... Um, When they're under sail, they have some other lights as well, so that obviously it's moving. You can work out where it is, where the front and the back is, or the bow and the stern in um, uh, sailing terminology. But those lights help other people on boats. What other lights do you think you might have in the sea? Anyone? Yep. Any thoughts? Don't worry. Phosphorescence. Phosphorescence. That's fantastic. I wasn't thinking of that. but um, uh, yeah, Phosphorescence is awesome, isn't it? Uh, Have you guys seen phosphorescence when it flashes on the shore and there's all this sort of gold dust in the sea? It's amazing. Barney? And again? Brilliant. You're coming up with all of them today. You might have a lighthouse. What does that do? Typically, a lighthouse is on a bunch of rocks, and and it shines a light not to beckon you but to warn you to stay away. Um, Any other, any sailors here? There are one or two. Let's talk. Hey. Okay, a cardinal buoy or a buoy, some of us might call it. (laughs) So there are various lights in the sea uh, on these buoys to help the sailors know where they're going at night time, especially when you come close to land. Um, And they they sort of do various things, but when you come close to land or you go through a harbour at night time, you need the lights to guide you. You have red and green port and starboard lights, um, but you also have white lights, which are guiding lights. And sometimes at night, if you're coming down an estuary, they put lights on the hills behind, and you have to get them in line, so that if they're all lined up, then that's the path you take through the sea. That way you know you're not going to hit the bottom of the ocean and you'll come through the uh, sea in safety. Lights are often used for safety. Where else do we see lights safe? Have any of you driven at night? Any of the kids been in a car at night time and seen lights? Yeah, where do you see the lights? On the road. On the road. Brilliant, Caleb. We have on the road, most roads, not all roads, but certainly the main roads have cat's eyes, they're called in the middle of the road. They're called cat's eyes because they're two little reflectors and when your headlights hit them, they shine back at you. And if you look closely, you'll see two little reflectors. And when you go round a corner at night, you can see the corner so easily because the lights guide the way. Brilliant. Also on the motorways at night, you've got your white lights on the edge and when you get to an exit, it goes green. And that means you can cross over. And then just after the exit, it goes red. And you don't cross there because you'll hit the barrier uh, or have some kind of accident. So lights guide and help us find the way. Now, what did our Bible passage say today? Oh, I've left it over there. Never mind. (laughs) It said a couple of things. It said, in him was life. In Jesus was life. And his life is the light of men. So, the life in Jesus is the light by which we set our course. And then he says something else. Uh, John says, uh, The light has shone in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. And there's something true about light. Do you know if you're in a dark room, really dark room, and you put a light on, n- no darkness can extinguish that light? It just cannot happen. It's impossible. Uh, There are certain scientific uh, situations where it might happen, like in a vacuum or something. But outside of that, in the normal world, it cannot happen. Light is always stronger than darkness. In him, we've got a little Jesus here, (coughs) in him was life. And that life was the light of men. And I want to just think uh, very quickly about life as I draw this uh, to a close. All of us have, are, are wired to experience life. We're wired right into the way that we're, we're made. It's, it's in our spiritual DNA to need life. And we're wired to pursue life and to hunger for it. And all the stuff we get excited about, uh, whatever it is, is connecting to that reality, so we might be really excited about Star Wars, the new movie that's just come out, which I think was amazing. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but I really enjoyed it. James, uh, our, our vicar, he went uh, with his boys to a three-film megathon, uh, which finished at what, three in the morning or something? <laughs> so You know, how was that? <laughs> anyway. You might get excited about something like Star Wars. Maybe you're really excited about technology or your Xbox or whatever it is. Some people get really excited about fashion. Um, there's so many different things. But all of that stuff feeds something inside of us. And that the thing it's feeding is the thing inside of us that's designed to receive life. And you can't find it in fashion. We know that. You can't find it in Star Wars. It comes close at times, (laughs) but you can't find it there. It can only be found in him because in him was life, and that life was the light of men. When we connect with the life that Jesus brought us, it's a doll. (laughs) Sorry, Jesus. Make sure that's comfortable. I wouldn't do that with Mary Donovan. <laughs> <coughs> she is so cute. I mean, obviously she had to win that. Uh, but it was joint with them. Um, I can't see you. Uh, Evie, wherever she's going. Anyway, so um, that thing, um, i forgot what I was saying now. But the thing, the thing, what was that? In his life, I know I was saying that. The point is, we can explore this um, in so many ways. We can pursue it in so many ways. But the only place, and this is what I was saying, the only place we'll find it so that it changes us and we'll get to that thing that we're searching for is when we choose to receive the life that is in him which he offers us. And do you know, um, I don't know if I've got a copy of it here, but you heard a story that James told earlier, a testimony of, uh, of, of a journey that someone had been on where they started to experience life. And if you read our church magazine, which is called Church Life, it's full of stories of the life that God brings. In, in the Christmas edition, we've got stories of guys breaking free from addiction guys who were pursuing life in all sorts of ways, they could never find it, who eventually came around to Jesus and went, oh my goodness, I had no idea it was this awesome. Because the life that he offers us is transformative. And it's powerful. And it changes things. In our healing center, we see miracle after miracle after miracle. Because that's what he's like. He doesn't want us to be sick. He doesn't want us to be ill or lost or broken. Yes, he meets us in those places. And sometimes we have struggles and we have to press on through. And he walks with us in it. But what he longs for is us to be uh, obviously with him. But there's so much life in him. Do you know when Jesus heals the leper how it happens? It's something that John Ortberg calls the immaculate infection. As Jesus reaches out towards the leper... And now, leprosy was a defilement, and you weren't allowed to touch a leper. But Jesus, the greatest rabbi of all, touches a leper, which does so many things against every convention in society. But what physically happens, as Jesus comes close to the leper, the leprosy cannot handle the life in Jesus, and it flees. So by the time Jesus touches him, he's healed. And by the time Jesus touches the leper, the leper's already cleansed because it cannot hang around in the presence of the life of Jesus because he's incredible and full of life. And my plea to all of us here today, if we don't know Jesus, please open the door because he will change your life. There are so many of us here this morning who can testify to the transformative, powerful, life-changing character, and nature of Jesus. And it's the best thing on earth. You know when James said, can you bring up the most expensive thing? I should have done it. I didn't. I very nearly got my Bible out and gave that. The queen, when she's uh, coronated, is given a Bible. And they give it to her with something, I've forgotten the exact words, but it's something like this. Receive the Holy Scriptures. um, The most precious thing this world affords. It's something like that. I can't quite remember. But it's full of life. So can I invite us just to pray as we uh, close? And if any of you would like to respond and say, you know what? I know I need Jesus in my life. I want to pursue him and find his life rather than anything else. Let's have an opportunity to do that together now. I'm going to pray out loud. If you want to join in just in the quietness of your own hearts. Um, uh, Agree with these words. Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you are life. That in you is life and that that life is the light of men. And Lord Jesus, where I've not been living by your light, I want to say sorry for pursuing life In things where I cannot find it. And now I invite you to be the light of my life. And so, Lord Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior this morning. This Christmas, I choose to come to you the way, the truth, and the life. I choose to follow you. And may your light be my new the way by which I make decisions and set the course of my life. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I've got to go, uh, because I've got to go over to Whiston now. But uh, thank you for um, having a Christmas morning with me. Um, And I'm going to hand back to, I don't know if it's you guys coming or James. James. Thank you. We show Jim a heart song as he goes off to whistle. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, we're gonna very simply. We're just gonna have a a brief song uh, just sung over us, just to respond uh, to God.